ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay, and I come to you today with some big news on the weather front. This is going to be hard to believe, but please don't take my word for it. Feel free to go to the National Weather Service website. Check it out for yourself. On Friday the 5th, the temperature got above 35 degrees. Now, it didn't stay there long, and in the days since, it has been in about the 20s, and we've gotten several inches of snow. But for a few glorious hours, the temperature got above 35. It climbed all the way to 38 degrees. It's the first time that's happened in two solid months. It was so nice. Now, in the two shows I've done, I have been critical of Pennsylvania. And in the interest of fairness, I do want to say that there are good things about living up here in the north. Pennsylvania is pretty much exactly like any place I've been in my life. There are good things and there are bad things. And there is a lot of good in Pennsylvania. I know I've done nothing but complain about it. Uh, but you know, I've met a lot of good people up here, made some good friendships, Uh The area that we were in was incredibly rural, and the children were grade school age when we moved up here, and there just wasn't a lot to do with them back home. If you wanted to get to good shopping and good restaurants, you were about an hour's drive. Uh, Amusement parks, there was nothing anywhere close. You were looking at three hours at least to get to a decent, decent amusement park, and up here we're hour and a half away from Hershey Park, about an hour from Dorney Park. There is a really cool little amusement park about an hour and a half away called Knobles. Uh, It's a really interesting little park. You can go into the park for free. Uh, If you want to ride rides, you have to either buy an armband or tickets, but just to walk in. And a lot of times parents, they they don't want to ride the rides. They're there for the kids. They can just walk in and wander around. They don't charge them to get in. Uh, back home, we went to the Smokies a lot, and at Dollywood, it's $15 to park, and it's about $70 a ticket. So with a family of four, just to walk through the front gate, you're already in $300. So it's it's a really interesting park. If you're anywhere close to this area, I highly recommend going if you haven't been. And this is more on my end, uh, but the food up here is really good. Uh, back home, and now I... I want to say, first up, I do like Pizza Hut. Um, When I was a kid, if you were eating pizza, it was Pizza Hut because that's all there was. And I'm not going to sit here and defend it as good pizza, but I do like Pizza Hut's pizza. It's more of a nostalgia thing, but but I do like it. Um, A lot of the Italian restaurants up here, they do the thin crust New York style pizza, and it is out of this world. It is really good. If you have never had a fresh-made, unsmoked kielbasa, they're amazing. And maybe this is more the times than where we were at. Um, Back home, there weren't any local breweries. Up here, they're everywhere. And the beer is just amazing at these places. Because you're getting it fresh. It's not pumped full of a bunch of preservatives so it can ride around on a truck for two weeks before it gets to a grocery store halfway across the country. But... You know, I didn't want to give you the impression that that we're all miserable up here and we hate Pennsylvania. Um, it's not home. Planning on getting back to the South as soon as we possibly can. But I didn't want to give you the impression that Pennsylvania is horrible and we and we all hate it up here. And now that I've given Pennsylvania a little bit of love, allow me to spend a few minutes tearing at a new asshole. 
and specifically what I'm talking about at the moment is the condition of the roads. Now, I know a lot of places in this country, they like to joke about how bad their roads are. The roads in Pennsylvania are beyond anything I have ever experienced. They are atrocious. In the city that I live next to, there is a road that cuts through town. And this is not a back road that goes up the side of a mountain. This is a divided four-lane highway that cuts east to west through a decently sized city. It is, I won't even compare it to a cobblestone street. I mean, it is bumps and potholes and patches and broken pavement. And it it's one of those roads that when you're driving on, <clears throat> if you're going around a curve, the tires are bouncing so much that you can actually feel the car shifting to the side because the tires aren't touching the pavement for a long enough period of time to keep any traction. Um, now, this particular road, they did repave it last year, so at the moment, it is in decent shape. But this is not an exaggeration or a lie. I have driven on old logging roads from 100 years ago that are smoother than this main thoroughfare through a city. Potholes are the norm, not the exception. It sounds like I'm making a joke when I say this. I'm really not. There are multiple places on my normal everyday drive where you don't miss the potholes. You pick which pothole you would rather hit. Uh, again, that's not a joke. That is a driving strategy up here. Um, got a family member that lived about 10 miles away. The street that she lived on happened to go over top of an old mining shaft. And during a particularly rainy spring about two years ago, a sinkhole opened up that went 90% of the way across the two-lane street that she lived on. And I don't know exactly how deep it was. The picture she sent me, it looked to be at least 10 feet deep. And I joked with her, how big did that get before somebody realized it wasn't just a pothole? She didn't think it was funny because she couldn't get into her driveway, but... But I thought it was a pretty good illustration of the roads and what people expect up here. It's not just roads in the town or in the county. We are right off of Interstate 81. Interstate 81 is a horrible mess in the state of Pennsylvania. We travel back and forth to Virginia to visit family. I'm sure I've mentioned that. And it is just, it's bumpy and you're dodging potholes all the way down to the state line. Once we cross into Virginia, a lot of times they're repaving sections that they just repaved the year before. And the roads are so much different and so much smoother that there's been two occasions where I've actually stopped, got out of the car and looked to make sure the tires were still touching the pavement. And just to share with you one of life's little ironies, when we're coming back to Pennsylvania from visiting family on 81 North, Directly underneath the Welcome to Pennsylvania sign is a pothole that spans the entire width of the driving lane and is about three feet across. And when I say directly underneath the Welcome to Pennsylvania sign, I mean that literally. If I was to climb up there and hold a tennis ball against the side of that sign and let go of it, it would fall into that pothole. Sort of the universe telling you what you can expect for the next 300 miles. And I really don't know what's causing this issue. 
I don't know if the asphalt that they put down is just as cheap as they can possibly get their hands on or if they're cutting corners by not properly preparing the roadbed. I do know that they're cutting corners on the paint that they paint the lines with. If you're driving at night and it's raining, it is as if those lines do not exist. And again, I'm not exaggerating that. You cannot see the lines on the side of the road. You can't see the dashes if you're on a two-lane road. You have no idea where you are in the lane. Um, if you come up to an exit or an on-ramp, you can't see where the merge lanes begin and end. And there's wrecks every time it rains all the time. There's not a doubt in my mind that that does not contribute to it a great deal. And if we were not paying any taxes for this, it would be kind of understandable. But let's talk about taxes for a minute. The gas tax in Pennsylvania is the second highest in the country. The only reason we're not first in the country is because New York just upped their gas tax and that nudged them a little bit ahead of Pennsylvania. The gas tax in Pennsylvania is 58.6 cents a gallon. And that's on top of the federal gas tax that is 18.4 cents a gallon. Which means every time I stop by a gallon of gas, 77 cents goes directly to the state that is supposed to be used just for road maintenance. I'm sure a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you talk all the time about how cold it is in Pennsylvania, you know, that the roads are getting plowed, they're getting salt put on them, and absolutely, I'm sure that does affect them. Here's the problem with that line of thinking. I grew up right next door to West Virginia. West Virginia is it's called the mountain state. The entire state is up in the mountains. They have very cold weather. They get a ton of snow. They get at least, if not more snow, than we get here in Pennsylvania every year. Their roads are getting plowed. Their roads are getting salt dumped on them. Basically the same road conditions that the roads up here go through. The difference is West Virginia's gas tax is 35.7 cents a gallon. And... Pennsylvania has got 12.8 million people in it, according to the last census. West Virginia has 1.8 million people in it. That's not a city in West Virginia. The entire state has less than 2 million people in it. West Virginia is number six on the list of the poorest states in the country. The roads in West Virginia are really good. I ride motorcycles. I did a lot of riding in southern West Virginia because the roads were great. First of all, any road you pick is going to be a winding mountain road. Nobody lives in southern West Virginia, so there's hardly any traffic. It's just a beautiful place to ride a motorcycle. If West Virginia, that can't get out of its own way on any other issue, is losing population, is not getting any kind of tax revenue, if they can keep their roads in good condition, then Pennsylvania has zero excuses not to keep their roads in just as good a condition as dying West Virginia. And it's not just tax money that this is costing the residents of Pennsylvania. Think of the wear and tear on your vehicle to drive across those rough roads. Your suspension is getting all kinds of wear and tear. You can't keep a car in alignment and I hate to say it, people don't like to hear it. You can get your car aligned, pull out of the parking lot, 
a hundred yards down the street, if you hit a pothole, your car's going to be a little bit out of alignment. Depending on the pothole, it may be quite a bit out of alignment. Uh, that affects your tires. Tires are not cheap. Uh, let me go on a little bit of a side here. Uh, take it from somebody that has worked in the automotive industry off and on for the last 20 years of my life. Don't waste your money on cheap tires. Again, I know tires are expensive, and believe me, I understand living paycheck to paycheck. I have been in a situation where the winter's coming up, and we needed tires on a vehicle, and we didn't have a bunch of extra money at the moment, and we've bought cheap tires just because we needed something to go on the car before it started snowing, and we died. So believe me, I know that you don't always have a bunch of money to throw down on good tires. Here's the thing with tires. A good set of tires is going to cost you, I'm going to say around $800. I drive SUVs, so I'm buying larger tires. If you're driving a little four-door sedan, you're going to have much smaller tires. You can get them cheaper. I understand that. But for me, a good set of tires is going to be about $800. If I were to get cheap tires, and I want you to hear the air quotes around cheap, because even the cheap tires are not inexpensive, that's going to run me at least $400. Now, I know you're saying, well, that's half price. Here's the thing. A good set of tires, even with as much as we drive back and forth to Virginia, will last five years, maybe six. A cheap set of tires will last two years. So, yes, I'm paying double the money down. But two years from now, when I would be buying a new set of tires... I can just keep that money in my pocket. So if money's tight, and I again, I understand that, do me a favor. Set aside a little money each week for a new set of tires. And when your car needs a set of tires, get the best that you can possibly afford. Um, Michelins are by far the best. Bridgestones, Coopers, very good tires. Goodyear, eh. I'm not a huge fan of Goodyear tires, but believe me, if you will bite the bullet and get good tires when you need good tires, it will save you money in the long run. It's more upfront. It's much cheaper five years down the road. Okay, that's, that's my tire rant, but more than just wear and tear, I worked at Toyota dealerships for years. I was a service writer. I worked in the service department. When the Camry was redesigned for the model year 2018, they made it a sportier vehicle. One of the changes they made to the car was they went to an 18-inch low-profile tire, a little more of a performance setup. Uh, low-profile tires, the sidewall sort of acts as a shock absorber on the tire. The sidewall will flex, it'll absorb the ride, um, also, the bigger the sidewall and the more tire flex you have, it affects the handling. So if you go to a low-profile tire with a smaller, stiffer sidewall, the handling improves a great deal on the car. And within a month of the 2018 Camrys going on sale, we started seeing customers come in with flat tires. And in about 50 to 75% of the cases... When the technician 
got the tire off the car and dismounted it from the rim, not only had the pothole cut the tire and caused a flat tire, it had also made contact with the asphalt and cracked the rim. Now, when you purchase a new vehicle, that does not come with a road hazard coverage for your tires. Now, thankfully for the individuals involved, I don't remember any cases where this damage was not covered under their automotive insurance, uh, but these were brand new vehicles. Uh, when you purchase a new vehicle, in almost every instance, you're going to have full coverage on it, and that's good for the customers now. Five years from now, when people start buying these cars used on the secondhand market, they're not going to have that luxury. And just because of potholes in the road, it's going to cost them $1,000 to drive to work one morning. Now, at the time that I was seeing these, I was working in a smaller dealership. Our service department would see about 40, maybe 50 customers a day. But I was I worked at Toyota dealerships where you would see 140, 150 customers a day. And if we were seeing two and three of these cars come in every month at the smaller dealership, can you imagine how many were coming into the bigger dealerships? It wouldn't surprise me at all if that wasn't happening to at least one person somewhere in the state every single day. Pennsylvania requires safety inspections, um, which if your state does not have these, basically you have to have a certified mechanic issue you a sticker saying that your vehicle is mechanically fit to drive on the state roads. One of the master technicians at the Toyota dealership I worked at used to joke that it proves to the state that your car is safe to drive on roads that aren't safe to drive on. Oh, he's got a chuckle out of that, but it's the absolute truth. And if it was just tax money, and if it was just maintenance costs, that would be one thing. But I did a little digging, and I was hoping to find some more better statistics for this. Uh, unfortunately, the state of Pennsylvania does not keep super accurate, or at least they don't make them available to the public. Traffic fatality statistics, they do have a category that I could see crashes due to road conditions, but they don't break that down to uh, striking a pothole is obviously what I was looking for, or snow, or fog, or rain. Um, they just had a total that all fell under road conditions. So I don't have any actual numbers. Uh, I did. I found three stories that were all in 2020 that were traffic accidents that re resulted in fatalities where it was determined that striking a pothole is what caused the accident. Um, the first two stories were all single vehicle, uh, one fatality each. Um, the third story, a delivery truck struck a pothole. Um, I would assume that it blew one of the front tires. The story did not specifically say that. Uh, but that actually caused a pileup, and this happened somewhere close to Pittsburgh. Uh, and that actually resulted in the deaths of five people. So not only are we getting fleeced for tax revenue, we're paying more to maintain our vehicles because the roads aren't fit to drive on. But the state legislature's refusal to take care of the road situation is actually killing their constituents. 
I mean, think about that. Their lack of action is directly leading to people's deaths. And I just, I don't understand how did we get to this place where we expect so little out of our elected leaders? Any private company, if their negligence caused a fatality, even if it was a fluke occurrence, there would be lawyers lined up outside that person's family's house begging them to sue. There would be consequences of some type. Most likely, the person responsible would lose their job. But the native Pennsylvanians that I talked to about this, they just considered a matter of course. I mean, a joke. Oh, you you know our wonderful Pennsylvania roads. It's It's a joke to them. And I'm not putting the individuals down, but it's just, you can get used to anything. And in this case, what we've gotten used to is our elected leaders raping our wallet multiple times before they murder us. And wow, I'm ending this show on a down note. I'm even depressed myself now. Hey guys, thanks for sitting with me again. I hope you have a better day than I'm having right now. Um, I'm going to go have a drink and clear my head. Thank you guys for sitting with me, and I'll see you soon.